Hi, this is Amy Beheimer, and you're listening to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health. Today's episode is an Ask Amy Anything, and I'm answering a question that so many of you are curious about and have asked. Do I choose to take medications for my autoimmune disease? So let's jump in to what I'm calling to med or not to med. That is the question. Welcome to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, a podcast to help you shift from managing autoimmune disease to creating autoimmune health using the power of everyday habits. I'm your host, Amy Beheimer, a coach and doctor of pharmacy on a mission to create health and happiness with multiple sclerosis. Here we focus on everyday lifestyle habits proven to help the mind and body heal from the cell up without sacrificing the true joys of life along the way. To create autoimmune health in the mind and body, you have to be great at one thing, the skill of mastering habits. That's why each episode includes everything you need to do just that. Evidence-based information and real-life inspiration from the experience of my guests, my clients, and yours truly. All habit heroes brave enough to turn a desire for health into daily decisions to create it. Let's have some fun. Welcome everybody to another Ask Amy Anything. I'm so excited you're here and I'm really hoping that today's episode is helpful. I want to start with a disclaimer that this is my personal opinion only. These are ideas to consider, but always, always, always consult with your healthcare team. I often talk about how useful it can be to borrow thoughts from others, to try them on and see if they serve you. If any of mine are helpful today, they are yours for the taking, because that's what I'm sharing, my thoughts on this topic of medications and autoimmune disease, thoughts that happen to serve me. They're not in any way advice or the capital T truth. There are a few episodes of this podcast that are helpful to go with today's episode. There's a three-part series on questioning your thoughts. Habit two is question if your thoughts are true. Habit seven is question if your thoughts are helpful. And habit 19 is question if your thoughts are kind. There's also an episode on borrowing thoughts. That's habit 22. So after today, head on back and bookmark those and give them a listen because they pair nicely with today's. I've been debating doing this episode for a while, but decided that there are so many people out there sharing their decision to treat their autoimmune disease or their multiple sclerosis, quote unquote, naturally, and they share their successes. And I've heard from you that sometimes it can feel like you're doing something wrong or you're not doing something right if you don't live a symptom-free life with or without meds. So I really wanted to share my voice and hopefully it's helpful to hear from someone who considers herself to be treating her MS and other autoimmune diagnoses naturally and chooses to take medications. This is another example of a place where it may be useful to write our own definition of what using lifestyle medicine and a functional medicine approach means to us. Sometimes we can benefit from identifying when we feel like we have false choices that we need to make, like choosing between treating something naturally or choosing to take medications. I don't choose between the two. I choose both because we're snowflakes. Absolutely. We all have a different story, a different symptom collection, a different path but we also have a whole lot in common. So no matter what, everyone listening, whether you choose to take meds or not, 
can optimize lifestyle habits and can optimize our environments. There is a synergy between the two. So this is a good time. I just want to define what epigenetics is. If you haven't heard that word before, it's the study of how behaviors and environment can change the way our genes work. Epigenetics is the reason why this podcast exists. It's why I'm on a mission to help people create habits and environments that help our bodies heal. Because yes, genes play a role, but most of our health is in our lifestyle. You may have heard the analogy that autoimmune disease loads the gun and environment pulls the trigger. I don't love that analogy because it makes it seem as if it's a one and done thing. Like once we get a diagnosis of an autoimmune disease, then the trigger is pulled and there's nothing else we can do to impact the outcome. An analogy that I love instead is think of a piano. The number of keys on a piano are set. They're not changing. Those are our genes. But how we choose to play those keys, at what tempo, what volume, what combinations of keys, those are dependent on us. We determine that. Those are our habits, that's our lifestyle, and that's our environment. And the music that comes out can be very different depending on those choices. So I love this piano analogy because it highlights that even if we have a diagnosis, we can still impact what happens next, what quality of life, and what health we experience. Another reason I chose to answer this question on an episode today is to hopefully provide a perspective from someone in my unique boat. First, I'm a pharmacist. I'm trained and educated in conventional medicine. I have a firm understanding of the science, the risks and the benefits, and the way the conventional medication side of things work. So that's why I'm offering questions to ask yourself and ideas to consider. The second thing that makes me unique is that I'm a coach. I will always help you turn it back on you to put you as the expert in your life and in your health. And the third thing is I'm someone who's applying this work to myself. I am walking the talk with you. So staying true to form, I'm going to cover today what, why, and how. What medicines are available to me and you? Not specifics, but instead a broad overview of the types and their purpose and their role in autoimmune disease. And a few examples of multiple sclerosis specifically, but really it can't apply to any diagnosis. We're going to cover why I choose to say yes to some and no to others. Again, sharing questions to consider when deciding for yourself. And lastly, how to decide for you. Or maybe you've decided and you want to feel more confident about your decision. Or tuck this episode away and come back to it if and when you have a new decision to make. Because the only constant is change, and we change over time, and our symptoms change, and our disease changes, for the better or for the worse. So first up, the what. I'm going to keep this very high level, but when it comes to what medications are available, there's two classes I want to talk about. The first category is called a DMT, or a disease-modifying therapy, or some variation of that for an autoimmune disease. What DMTs are is they are meant to help prevent further progression of the disease. And so depending on how they study the medication, it could be a lower number of relapses year after year, it could be a slowing of disability year after year, or different markers such as that. Second category is our medications for symptom management. That could be 
medications to help with an overactive bladder. It could be medications to help with feeling extremely fatigued or having muscle spasms or pain. So the symptom management category is a little bit different because it's not intended to change the course of the disease of what's causing it, but instead is to help, as the name implies, manage symptoms. So because this isn't asking me anything, I'll answer, yes, I choose to take a DMT. I also choose to take one symptom management medication, which is something called the walking pill and is believed to help increase our contractions and the efficiency of our contractions to help with muscles that fatigue over time. The other symptom managements that I listed, and there are more, I have chosen not to take at this time. A story that I share sometimes is I once went to a support group at a local MS center when I was first diagnosed over 10 years ago. And one of the participants was talking about bladder issues. And the bladder issues that she was experiencing were extremely upsetting to her and extremely debilitating. I have to say for me that yes, I have bladder issues. I still choose not to take a medication for it. I choose to try to manage it. It doesn't mean I don't have accidents. It doesn't mean that I don't have frustrations, but it's just an example that it's very personal and it's about quality of life. We really want to focus on the impact that certain symptoms our disease has on our quality of life. If meds will alleviate symptoms and improve how you function daily or how you're able to navigate the world, then that's something to consider. But it's always a choice, a personal choice. And another good thing to note is that deciding yes or no on certain medications for now doesn't have to mean forever. I have clients that are able to come off some of these symptom medications when they start having more energy from their habits and their food and their movement, or they're even able to cut down on their dose of some medications because they're seeing such huge results in how they're approaching their lifestyle and their habits. Of course, always working with their provider. And just to round out my story, besides my MS, I've had three other diagnoses each one with a decision to use medications or not. The first one was vitiligo, which is a skin condition. I was younger, I tried various topical medications and quickly decided that because it didn't help with anything other than how the skin looked, again, I decided that it was something I didn't want to continue. My second autoimmune diagnosis was Graves' disease, which is an overactive thyroid. I did choose to take medications that ultimately put me into a remission. The next diagnosis was inflammatory bowel disease. Likely, I had a crossover from my MS medications that helped keep this at bay, but I did try some symptom meds for a while, and I ended up making an agreement with my GI doctor that I wanted to try stop taking these medications, and if there was no inflammation after giving my body years of feeding my gut and using habits proven to decrease inflammation, We both agreed that we could come off of it safely. So again, I worked with my physician and I really optimized the things that I could be doing to help play those piano keys in a way that made healthier music. I also choose to believe that these changes in environment and habits that we talk about here are partly to praise for the amount of decisions I've been able to make to not take certain medications. 
for the Graves' disease and the inflammatory bowel disease, those are both undetectable now. And my vitiligo has stopped spreading. And that thought that these are the things making a difference, that serves me. It's helpful because it has me feeling motivated to keep doing it. And the bonus benefits of that are huge. Again, to hear more about thoughts that serve or making a habit to question if your thoughts are helpful, listen or re-listen to Habit 7 of this podcast. So we're on to the why. What started me on this journey to creating health was believing this thought. Are you ready? It may be one you want to borrow. So here it is. I am doing everything I can to stay walking and stay healthy. Everything. This one thought has me in that infusion chair every six months and has made me determined to make and break habits that are proven to heal, or as I like to say, to travel the habit hub. Because to me, doing everything I can includes both. It's taking advantage of advances in science and working on mastering my behaviors that are going to affect my biology. I also want to mention, since I just used the word determined, Determined is one feeling that works for me, but another one I love is committed. So play around with what feeling you notice when you're coming here to listen, or if you're in the club, what are you feeling when you keep coming back for more? Let me help you cultivate more of that feeling. As a lover of sports, I sometimes think in sport analogies. My why of taking medications is a little like offense and defense. Playing offense to me is what I do and what I choose not to do every day, the things that I can control, my habits, my lifestyle. Playing defense for me is taking the medications that protect my nerves from the parts of my immune system that are a little bit confused. So when you are considering your why of what you do for your health, here are a few questions to help get you there. What is the data? What does the research show? What is the possible benefit doing this? What is the realistic risk? How do these things make me feel? I use these questions for both why I would take a medication or why I wouldn't. And I also use them for why I would choose to make or break a habit. Or why, in a bigger picture, why do I choose the lifestyle that I do? When I run my food choices, how I move, the mindset work that I do every day, my rest strategies, how I connect to others, and all the other habits from the Habit Hub through these questions, I really land on it being a no-brainer for me that this is something I need to make a priority, that I want to make a priority. The research is solid. The benefit is endless and has a ripple effect. The benefits really do compound when it comes to these habits. The risks are almost non-existent, and they make me feel energized. They make me feel in control. They make me feel confident on what I'm doing. Sometimes there can be discomfort and I can feel very challenged, but that's the point. That's the good stress that we do here that we get to embrace. One more thought about medications before we jump to the how. Being a pharmacist helps me really understand a study and how it applies to me. The risks and the benefits. I encourage everyone to find that person that helps you understand it for you whether it's your doctor, your pharmacist, a nurse practitioner, someone you trust. Too many people borrow other people's thoughts without questioning them. Thoughts that I've heard like meds are toxic or these drugs have too much risk. 
Again, I'm not saying any thought is right or wrong. We just want to make sure that we question them and really choose the ones that are kind, helpful, and true. Uncovering the sneaky thoughts that may keep you from making changes to your lifestyle is key as well. Are you thinking that eating that way is too hard or just not realistic or it really won't make a huge difference? Those thoughts may not be true. They may not be helpful or kind to yourself, especially when you think of yourself as today you, but also future you who wants to feel better and enjoy health. So now we're talking how to decide if you will take medications or not. Making decisions is a skill I teach my clients because unmade decisions are a huge energy drain. It's like carrying around a heavy weight instead of just lifting that weight once and then putting it down, making that decision and then moving on. Personally, I was paralyzed by making decisions in the past. I really had a thought and a belief that there was going to be a right decision and a wrong decision. And so my first coach taught me to make decisions to get some of that energy back. To start, I asked myself two questions. One, do I like my reasons if I choose this option? And two, do I have my own back no matter what happens? So I walk through those for each scenario and each option. Here's an example. When I decided to take a DMT or the medication for my MS, I really did love my reasons. I included it as part of my everything when I said I wanted to be doing everything that was in my control. The second part of that is I committed to having my own back. If I ended up with a side effect, or even in my future, if I end up with a side effect or outcome from a medication that is not desirable, I refuse to make it mean that the decision I made was wrong. I instead will choose to believe that I made the best decision in that moment with the information I had. It's a way for me to show myself kindness. So before I go, I want to share a story and leave you with your do of the day. I love, love, love my infusion days. That feeling of love comes from my thoughts about what the infusion is doing for me. It's my mindset around it or my collection of thoughts. I choose to think that it makes a difference. As it's infusing into me, I tell it to protect me from MS. I welcome it into my body. The medication is going to go in either way, so I might as well not be hostile towards it. I choose to look at it as a gift that I am choosing to receive. There's a study where two people are given the exact same smoothie, but one is told that it's healthy and the other is told that it's a sugary dessert that is unhealthy. The person that thinks they're drinking a health-fueling good smoothie has less of a negative reaction. They have lower blood sugar spikes and other markers to their chemistry, while the person who thinks they are doing something naughty has a less favorable reaction in the body. This shows two different mindsets can produce two different results. And for me, when I lean into the mindset that everything is happening for me, I get to enjoy life a little bit more as well. I find it's easier to feel hopeful and I'm able to dial down the fear. And we've talked about it every episode, I bet, that our thoughts create our feelings and those feelings are what drive our actions. So I show up to my habit goals from hope and get a whole lot further than when I was trying to let fear drive. So for your do of the day, try finding one thought that's not serving you when it comes to medications. Maybe that thought is that the meds you do take are toxic. Or maybe you've never even considered taking meds that your team has prescribed because you believe they will harm you. 
Maybe it's that you think you are failing because you have to take meds. Are those thoughts serving you? Are they helpful? Once you find one that has you feeling fear or doubt or worry, try finding one that helps you feel the opposite, one that serves you. Is it one that has you feeling more motivation to experiment with a lifestyle habit? Maybe it's, this will enhance my medication, or this could help me create health. I want to give one note about consulting with your healthcare team. If you don't feel you have a healthcare team that listens and answers questions, and you don't feel like they partner with you, ask yourself if something needs to change. Maybe being upfront with expectations and asking if they're a good fit for what you need. Maybe practicing bravery to keep asking questions until you understand. Maybe it means finding someone that can explain what you need to hear. Maybe, like I said, it's a pharmacist, maybe a nurse practitioner, maybe a physician, someone you can trust. I often advise my clients to go into their appointments with a list. Be upfront with them and let them know that this is the list you want to get through. You want to go through it one by one until you have an answer that you feel good about. I leave you with a quote from Nelson Mandela. May your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. I'd love to hear from you. Was this Ask Amy Anything helpful? What other questions do you have for me? I'd love this to be a two-way street, so don't hesitate to reach out. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Habit Hub. I am forever grateful for the time, energy, and attention you share with me. Are you ready to take what you learn here on The Habit Hub to the next level and apply it? I'd love to invite you to feel the magic that happens when I wish becomes I will by joining me inside Club Habit Hub, your home for making health a habit. I'll teach you, coach you, guide you, and cheer you on as you learn and take action to create autoimmune health in your mind and body so you can feel better today and worry less about tomorrow. Head to www.amybeheimercoaching.com forward slash join to get access to the coaching curriculum and community waiting for you inside Club Habit Hub. I'll see you inside. And one last thing, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode where I just might cover the habit your body has been waiting for. If you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review. It's the best way to help other warriors find us here. Special thanks to my editor, Sarah. The Habit Hub is a production of Amy Beheimer Coaching, LLC. Talk soon.